This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach the age where you face decisions about employment, home buying, raising a family, and college planning. Your financial success is often determined by how you handle the many curveballs thrown your way and by how much you are saving for retirement. Before you know it, you are within 10 years, five years, and then one year of retiring. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. You'll worry if you have enough money to last through retirement. You'll be concerned about healthcare and longevity. You'll want to make sure your retirement is everything you always dreamed it would be. These are the retirement challenges that we will address each week on this show. Regardless of how far you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell, your host. Alongside me today is Tony Shore, trusty sidekick. We are going to be talking about something interesting today, Tony. Um, It's going to be called, I think we're going to call it Buy Used and Retire Early? Question mark. Awesome. Or buy new and don't retire early. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. And it, it works both ways. Uh, so that sounds interesting. I assume you're talking about cars, ooh, houses, cars. <laughs> yes. Well, in both. Yeah. How about that? So um, I don't know if you know this, but um, my car is old. I um, I have an old Honda Pilot. Before that, oh. I had a Honda Accord. Yep. I think the Accord. Is the old is, is the car that's considered like the longest running, the one that yes. lasts forever, yep. right? Yep. So I had an Accord before that, donated that to the vets when I moved, and um, I bought a Honda Pilot in uh, 06. So what are we at? Almost uh, almost 2019. Tw- yeah, so we're looking at 13 years. Yep. So some would say that's old, right? right. Um, I grew up you know, when my dad and my grandfather just fixing cars and doing stuff and I'm not a very handy car person, but this thing really hasn't caused me so much grief until recently it died on me. Um, the alternator was bad. I was able to diagnose that. And so I couldn't get it out of my driveway to the mechanic because I didn't have enough juice. Um, and it was going, the alternator was, uh, causing fire. So when it started smoking, when I turned the car on, not good. So there was a, right? <laughs> that's a, that's a so, sign you probably shouldn't try to drive it. You should have seen me doing the math. I'm like, all right, if I can get here oh, and no. coast, turn off the, you know, it just didn't work. So I said, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. So I went out and bought an, uh, used alternator and, um, replaced it. Problem was I didn't fix it totally. I, I had to connect to one wire and I, I didn't have the tool for it. So I said, oh, I'll do it later. And then I had a, then I had to leave for New York. Sure. So I left, and um, what happened was during that time frame, my niece, who's living with us, she needed to use the car for because um, her car was down. So she borrowed the car to pick up one of my kids at swim practice, and the car died oh, <laughs> in front no. of the YMCA car pickup line. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was a complete drama. And um, long story short, I was able to then connect the wire. But it took me, I had to come back. So so this is my way of saying I'm very familiar with used cars and the downside of owning 
a old used car is sometimes you get maintenance issues. Yeah. Right. Right. But that's why you have to be smart. You have to buy a car that's used, but not that used. I think the trick is like I bought a 2012 Volt, Chevy Volt, uh, best car I've ever owned. Uh, have had zero maintenance that's been needed besides I think I needed brake pads once and new tires. That's it. You just like sneaking up on me in the parking lot. I can't hear that car moving. It's not on. I do. I love you could that. Just, you could tap someone in the back with your bumper and they wouldn't hear it. Yeah, the car is completely silent uh, unless the unless the generators. There is a gas generator in case you're out of battery power that generates power to the battery. It's not a hybrid. It's a full electric car, but it does have a four-cylinder generator in it. So in that sense, it's kind of like a hybrid, but... But man, it works great. But you know what? I mean, I got a deal on it. I, I searched and searched for about a year and found the deal I wanted. It, it just popped up. I just was diligent and got it. And so got it for a great price. And my wife did the same thing. She bought a Mazda 6, loves it. It's a great car. We did a lot of research and talked to a lot of people who owned them first. And I think if you do the research and you're smart about it, you can get a low mileage used car uh, and new cars are so expensive. The the monthly payments, the amount we save in payments, Dan, is huge. Well, most people do that, right? Right. Most people buy used. <laughs> no. no. Most people do the research. No. No. People don't do that. Although, I will say more people spend more time researching their car purchase than they do their retirement planning. But um, then again, they research their vacation one week vacation cruise more than their retirement planning. Um. So I want to give you a stat here, Tony, um, Experian, that credit company, oh, yeah. they're the ones that ran into trouble, right? Yeah. <laughs> they put out a, a report every year about, um, car, um, pricing. They I do? forget what it's called. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's, it's called like, um, car auto financing report or something. Oh. Anyway, um, 2018, they came out, I think it was in November actually. Um, what do you think the average car payment for a new car is in this country average average car payment uh, per month three, if you had a guess three hundred dollars um for a new car it's 525 oh, oh snap i guess i'm just I've, i haven't had a used, brand new car so i know well that's just it we you don't think about it and used is 378 yeah that sounds about right and that's for a car payment yeah. meaning loan Right. Yeah, my payments are only two ninety eight a month. See, but that isn't helpful to me. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm not. I'm not saying. <laughs> and you're welcome. So I did and not ask. No, 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 no. But this is a good point. Like your car payments two ninety eight. Mine's two seventy. What's the difference? Yeah. Um, there we go. What people do in this country, and it's just a lack of education, is they worry about what their to, um their monthly cost is as opposed to the total right. cost. And that's where the car so, dealerships can get you. Yes, those commercials for as low as, you know, 199 yeah. a month, you can drive away yeah. with this. Of course. But, you know, it's it there's a lot that goes into the cost of a car. Right. You got not only the loan amount, how much the car is worth, you know, how much you're buying. You got the interest rate yes. that you're paying. And that interest rate's going to be affected by a lot of things including your credit score. Yep. And whether or not the car is new or used. Now, if you buy a new car, the interest rate's usually lower than a used car. But um, your credit score is a big factor on that. And then you also have the length of the loan. So I can design a payment to match whatever you need it to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, okay, this is, um, 
you're gonna I, I need my payment to be $150 or less. Okay, here's a hundred and fifty dollar payment. Now you just have to pay me that every week for the next 70 years. And you know, like yeah. you can make a payment be what it needs to be to sell the car. Right. That's that's where they get you. But you really want to look at the total cost of the ownership of it. Right. Now, this is not a personal finance loan 101 basics, you know, financial show. This is a retirement planning show, right? Right. So I'm not going to get into how to how to design a loan and how to make sure you're doing getting loans properly. I will say knowing basic finance and interest rates and loans and the value uh, behind that can be astronomically huge for you. But we're not going to get into that today. What I want to do is take a different angle on this and look at the opportunity cost of buying a new car. Okay. So let's go, let's, let's give me, give me a moment here to give you, set it up. Okay. So if you buy, so what we said was the average car payment is 525. That means the average. So there's going to be people that are paying a lot more for the fancy cars, right? And there's people that are paying less, but let's just use 500. So 500 a month. Okay. And the average car length uh, pay pay rate is five years, right? So you pay off the car loan after five years. And what, what do people do after the five years of, that they paid off that loan? They usually get a new car, yeah. right? Yeah. Every five years. On or before the five years, they might trade. Yeah, right, yeah. right. You know, and, and so the justification is, oh, I don't want to drive a clunker around. You know, there's a lot of reasons why buying new a new car is I don't ever want to have right? maintenance issues, so I'm always right, going right. to have and a new I, car. I get, That's a I get all that. Yeah. I don't want to be, you know, replacing an alternator on my driveway and having my niece, you know, run out of electric power <laughs> to start the car in the car line right. and get honking. Right. You know, the glares alone are enough to say, all right, I'll just pay. But but let's be let's just let's just talk about this. So let's assume that you get a, a five hundred a month car payment and every year every five years you get a new car and you just keep that five hundred a month, okay? So six thousand dollars a year in payments, right? And let's say you're my niece's age, twenty three or whatever she is. So you're going to do this for 30 years, okay, or whatever. You might be 30 years old. You're going to do it until you're 60, okay? That's 30 years of 6K a year. You know how much that is? $180,000. When you look at it like that, you're like, oh, my goodness, $180,000. That's a lot of money. But we did a whole show on healthcare and how we need 300000 to retire with health insurance. No, you don't need the lump sum. It's not like you're getting a lump sum of $180,000, you know. So, but let's, let's, let's look at that, though. So instead of buying a new car and having a $500 a month car payment, let's do something a little different. Let's buy a used car, okay? And let's not get a new car every five years. Let's, let's run it to the ground, okay? So let's spend, and, and I'm going to make up some numbers to be dramatic, but also this could be realistic. You could spend $6,000 to buy a car, right? right? And you can run that for five years probably. Right. Now you might have some maintenance costs, but then again, the the maintenance you can have maintenance on a new car potentially as well. So you can't say, well, get you know, it's going to be you know, if something happens to that car, it needs to be fixed. That's an added cost. But I'd also argue that when you buy a used car, the insurance cost is going to be a lot lower because um, insuring a new car is a lot more expensive than yes. insuring an old car. Yeah, it is. So if you just take those savings and apply it toward any repairs you might have, okay. I mean, to, to replace my alternator cost me, I think, um, two hundred bucks for the new for the used alternator, and then just my time. But anyway, so instead of, of five hundred a month, you're paying 
$6,000 every five years. So that's 36,000 versus 180,000. Oh. Right. Okay. So that's over your lifetime though. That's over the 30 year period. Now right. let's, let's talk about this instead of spending 500 a month, you're, you're buying a used car. I'm going to have to get my calculator out here because I can't do the math that quick at 6,000 a year. Um, no, 6,000 every five years. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a hundred dollars a month if you want to spread it out. So you're saving about four hundred a month or forty eight hundred dollars a year. If you save forty eight hundred dollars a year, that's a little different. It's not like you have a hundred fifty thousand dollar lump sum. You, you're saving forty eight hundred dollars a year on car expenses. Right. Okay, and let's say you contribute that to an IRA instead. Instead of spending it on a fancy new car, right. you take forty eight hundred dollars and sock it away in an IRA. And you do that when you're young. You do it for 30 years. Now we're talking realistic here. Because, you know, we talk about retirement planning. People always say, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. Here's a simple way to get enough. Stop buying the new car. Take the money you would save and throw yeah, it in an like IRA. It's right? like uh, $140,000 that you'd have extra saved for retirement without interest. Ah, there you go, Tony. See? You want you got it, Tony. Yeah. Without interest, but you're gonna invest it, right? Right. So you're you, gonna have compounding so, interest for thirty years, right? So let's say you put forty eight hundred dollars away for thirty years, and you get five percent interest. Now, can you get five percent interest? Is there a guaranteed five percent? Not right now, but maybe if you throw it in the stock market, on average, you know, people say the last you know hundred years we've gotten eight and a half percent, whatever. Let's just say five percent interest. $4,800 a year, 30 years, 5% interest, that's $356,000. Oh. Now, just let's just stop right there for a minute. If you're 25 and listening to this, and, you, and, you, and you're looking and you say, how much do people have in their retirement accounts? They don't, the average person doesn't have $350,000 in their retirement accounts. They have much less. But here's a simple way to do it. a year, 5% interest, $356,000 when you're in your 50s. How does that sound? Now, it's not that easy, right? Or everyone would do it. Now, let's say you get 8% interest. Let's say you get 8% interest. Same thing, $4,800 a year, 30 years, 8% interest. That's $635,000 in your IRA. Wow. All because instead of buying a new car every five years, you'd buy a used car every five years. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. Like if you, if you look at it this way, I just think it's, it's amazing. Now I could say it like, this sounds ridiculous. Why wouldn't you do it? Because I drive my car to the ground, my 06 pilot. I mean, I have scratches on the front hood because my kids went up there with um, snow boots on with those metal lace clips. And uh, when they were washing it and they just scraped it up and I was like, Oh my God, what do I, but I, um, I, I, I often joke about how I, I drive a clunker. Now, it's not a clunker because it, it, it works. Now, it might sound a little, you know, old. <laughs> <laughs> but if if I'm just thinking about it in terms of what the alternative is, I'd rather do that than have, um, than, and have the extra money in the bank. Now, the extra money goes to my kids, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Soccer practice. Yeah. yeah college. And stuff. School trips. Yeah, so there's always somewhere sports. to go. Right. But if you, if you think about it, you know, not only do you lower the car insurance costs, like I said, 
Um, but if you look at it from a monthly cost, if you look at it from the total cost as opposed to monthly, now you're starting to to um, think a little differently. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and to get a twenty or thirty something to think this way is a little tougher than we know, and we all know that yeah. people they like they like instant gratification. How many times can I tell you that in a year? But if I you feel start like when you're thirty and you do it for 30, 35 years, uh, and you, from the time you're 30 on, you only buy used cars and don't buy new, and you're disciplined enough to take that money and put it into a savings or retirement account, you're going to have enough money, or even if you put it into a, a, a more liquid account that's going to gain you interest, uh, you could have money to help cover health care. You could increase your overall retirement income. Uh, there's so many things that you can do with that. People, you know, there's a healthcare crisis. There's a student loan debt. So college, healthcare, and retirement, the big three. Right. You got money to help right. cover it or to completely cover it right there. But and people complain about it. Oh, college is so expensive. Healthcare is so expensive. No one. You don't hear anyone complaining about car. New cars are so expensive. They just go out and buy it. They don't think about it. They don't complain yeah. about it. You know, you you took a guess as to how much the average loan was, and you said three hundred. That's that's a good guess, but it's it's gone up. Yeah. It's well, gone and up I don't. Time. I guess in my I'm just basing it off what my wife and I pay, but we don't buy new cars. Uh, we right. we have had my my wife's car has been paid off for quite a while, and the vehicle I had before my Volt uh, had been paid off for a long time. So we didn't have any car note for a while. Now were we disciplined? Did we take the money that we had been spending on the car note once we paid it off and put it into our retirement account? Not completely. <laughs> so right, the problem right. and, is and it goes into it. what I like to call the general fund where it gets right, immediately fund, lost. Right. If it hits the checking account and we don't allocate right. it somewhere, it gets lost. It's just like the government. Why does the government have so right. many problems? Or why does my city not <laughs> use this money more wisely? Because they get it stuck. You know, we vote to pass funding for something. And if it goes into right. the general fund, it disappears. It's gone. They instead of buying cars, they buy buses in the form of an omnibus bill. You know, right. everything just gets thrown exactly. in there. Exactly, good but, point. But it, you're right. So you have to have the discipline in addition to it. But I'll tell you a couple of other side benefits from this is that, you know, first of all, cars are bad investment if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, you drive it off the lot, it depreciates immediately. Not as bad as a boat. No offense to you know a lot of the Florida boaters here, but a boat is a worse yeah. investment. Well, Try, a new car, a you know, new car appreciates the worst. Right, a new car. You drive a new car off a lot, it's going to depreciate dramatically. And then the new then the used person like you and I will buy that. We'll gladly buy that for yeah. you. Yeah, 25% discount, yep. you know, after a day. Exactly. You know, it's crazy. Um but if you, you know, um if you if you understand um early this habit of buying used car versus new car, it might bleed into other aspects of your life. I mean, you could buy um you could buy an instant uh, uh, a new car smell air freshener. They sell those, right? It smells <laughs> yeah. like a new. Car. Just throw that in your used car, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you'll you'll get into this mindset. Maybe you don't have to keep up with the Joneses, which I think is a lot of the reason why people buy new cars. Um, you know, status symbol. You know, so if you can get into the mindset of you know what, I don't need to have the status symbol because thirty years from now, when I go to retire, you can have. A fancy car and you still owe it i'll be able to buy a brand new car outright because i have all that money in the bank Boom. or or i'll just be able to retire early and you st still have to keep commuting in your car where i can go on trips in my car yeah. you know so buying used 
versus this new is something that I wanted to talk about just because I think it's a simple way, not a simple, it's a pretty telling way that um, people can start to save money and stop complaining. I don't have enough money. I there's no, where do I go to save for health insurance and this and that? Why not look at your car situation? Yeah. And I think um, in the study, I didn't, I, I glossed over it, but I did see some sort of comment about how used car prices are going to be going down in the near future. I mean, because people are buying new, eventually uh, you're going to have a large stock of old used cars that, yeah. that are still good. You know, the, the cars that they make now, um, they go for a while. Yeah, it do. doesn't require a lot of maintenance. You just change the oil and the tires. There's not much else to do. You know, you might say, well, we got to do the timing belt at, you know, 150,000 miles or whatever. But but most people don't have to think about those right. things. So they're selling it way before then. Yep. You know? Yeah. So, but here's my dilemma, Tony, because you, you brought it up, you know, you, you, you save money by having your cars paid. You don't have a car payment. You, so you're not paying interest either. Right, right. I still money have saved. a car payment. My wife doesn't. And, and right. so. And I don't have a car payment. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have any car payment, my wife or I. That's awesome. Because we bought used yep. and, and new to me. But, you know, it's 2019 coming up. People looking at the new models. A 2017 car, I mean, you can get a good deal on oh, it yeah. next year, you know? So even buying a couple years old is considered buying used and save some money that You'll way. It adds up. Yeah. But you mentioned, you know, all right, you save that money, but what are you doing with it? Are you really spending it? investing it wisely. Right. And one thing, we, the did, assumption one there. thing we did once the car was paid off, my, my last car is one thing we did was to um, increase the amount that they take out of my check and for my 401k. And I think that's a smart way to do it because you don't even notice that or fund a fund a, um, an IRA, as you always say, or uh, Roth. HSA. So use that money mm -hmm. and have it automatically come out so you don't miss it because you were paying for that car payment. So it's not like you're you're having to tighten the belt. You're just, it's going somewhere else other than to the bank for the loan. Right. And, you know, when people get raises every so often, cost of living, if they just increase their uh, contribution by the same amount, their paycheck stays the same, but their retirement savings increase. And I'm not picking on you, Tony, because, um, you know, you mentioned it, but a lot of people need to do that because they don't have the discipline otherwise. Right. Oh, and I, and, I, and, oh, I, I definitely don't. I mean, that's why I need you. I mean, that's why we have financial advisors. I mean, uh, it's one reason anyway. I mean, there are many, but obviously a lot of people, if it goes into that general fund, it's just going to disappear no matter how disciplined you think you are. You know, it's just, it's going to get spent somewhere uh, and it's best to sock it away before you have the chance. That's right. And, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, I might say, oh, I have a used car, but then people say, well, your house is big, you know, so the, it deals beyond just having a car. It goes just to big purchases in general. Do you need to have that bigger house? Do you need the spare bedroom and extra bathroom? I was, um. I grew up in New York and Long Island and my, I had three older brothers and my mom and dad. So there were, <clears throat> excuse me, there were six of us. We had one bathroom, one shower. Yikes. I mean, we had a half bath downstairs, but it was cold, yeah. you know, so you know, one, one, <laughs> but we had one shower. Okay. So how do we manage that? We did. Mm -hmm. It wasn't so bad. Now you go to, we made it work mm -hmm. and, and could my parents have stretched and bought a bigger house? 
Maybe. But then I don't think they would have retired when they did. Right. I don't think they would have had as much uh, leeway in retirement if they did that. I don't think they would have necessarily been able to afford the, um, you know, college or the trips and all the things that they got a chance to do when they retired had they stretched early and bought that house. Maybe my dad wouldn't have been able to put as much in his 403B as a teacher. Maybe my mom, because my mom also worked for the IRS, so maybe she wouldn't have been able to put money aside because they had to make the extra house payment. And so it's not just about cars, it's about the big purchases too. And so sometimes delaying gratification, not having the latest, greatest, keeping up with the Joneses, it's difficult, but it can be drastically, it could drastically change your retirement. The problem with that, Tony, is retirement might be 20, 30, 10 years away, whereas, you know, Christmas is right around the corner, so it's easy. It's easy to get that instant gratification. Right. And I think, yeah, that's that's the thing, the instant gratification, and that's that's a problem for all of us sometimes. But um, I think it's really important. This is a great lesson to learn, and I think it is interesting how buying used versus new cars can really boost your retirement savings. I, I love that. And it's just one more way people that uh, think, oh, I'm not going to be ready to retire when I want to. Sure you can. You, you just have to do a few of these things and look at all the various strategies. And I know this is just one of many things you talk with your clients about. And some clients don't need to worry about it that you talk to or people because they have enough money and uh, they have other issues like, you know, tax issues that some people might not have. So uh, they mm-hmm. still need your help with strategies, and that's why you work from everybody. I know you have clients that are, are extremely wealthy to clients that are probably need to look at buying used instead of new, and then they'll have a happy retirement. So that, that might be all it'll take, that just that extra uh, two or $300 a month, you know, uh, that they that they can sock away. So, well, I think this is a great topic, but we're almost out of time here. Dan, is there anything else you want to add before we go? Yeah, if you're thinking about, you know, should I make this purchase or something like that, delay it. Delay it for a month. Delay it for six months and just see how you feel. And if you don't feel like you missed it, then you realize, yeah, you know, it wasn't worth it. You know, when you buy a new car, you get that good feeling. I haven't done it in a while, right? But you get that good feeling and that it wears off. It gets, it grows old after yeah. a while, just like anything, you know? And then you're stuck with this payment for the next five years and you're like, you know what? Should have listened to Dan and Tony. Buy that used car, you know? Yep. <laughs> hey, and if you're a used car salesman, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you just got to do Thanks research, li- though. Exactly. Do some research. Think about it. Remember, delayed gratification is something that will drastically improve your retirement. It's not going to have instant results, but I'll tell you what, if you start early, or if, I mean, even if you do it at your, 50 years old, you got 10 years before you want to retire, that, that car payments add up. Just start it. Try it. You never know. Worst case scenario, you get another used car, or you, then you go new, something, you know, it, it it's not going to be the end of the world, and it might actually change your life. It might change your retirement for the better. So consider it. Something to consider, right, Tony? Buy used, retire early. I like it. And if listeners want to set up a complimentary consultation with you, I know that's something you're offering. Uh, what's that number they call? Easiest way to get in touch, just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or call 888-508-5935. I'd be happy to talk to you. Tony, great show. Thanks for joining me today. And thanks for admitting that you got that vault because uh, 
Man, that's a s- sneaky car. Sneaky car. That's all I'm going to say about oh, I absolutely it. love it. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at DolphinFinancialGroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.